Goldfinger. And he was like, I have no idea. I was like, change the James Bond movies. And I think she did Diamonds Are... Diamonds Well, I had no idea because I had no fuck clue what you were trying to say when you growled out Goldfinger. That's basically how she sounds. (laughs) This is High Decibels. Live music recaps in New York City and beyond. Hey, you people, you're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love in New York City venues and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia. And I'm James. And this song is Sweet Talk by Saint Motel who we saw at Webster Call on Thursday, February 13th, and who we'll be talking about today. But before that, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, follow and subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We really mean that. We'd love to see a couple subscribers go up on uh, or follow us on Spotify across all platforms. It would be great. Uh, and a rate and review on Apple Pod would be tremendous for us because then we can start seeing some stats on that platform. So we'd really, really appreciate that. And also, uh, if you know anybody that might be interested in some of the content that we talk about, whether it be a, uh, we went to see a band that they like or their concert people themselves, or if you think they'd be interested in, in uh, the interview that we dropped a couple days ago, uh, please send us to them. We'd love to get some uh, some word of mouth going around uh, and it's a couple extra listeners that way definitely follow us on instagram at high decibels pod particularly for the show that we're going to cover today uh we have a highlight on there mm-hmm. uh for saint motel and uh this show is particularly uh very visually interesting for sure a very interesting performance and so you definitely want to uh check out those clips so uh Please do look for us there. That's that's where all the uh, the media is from the shows. And uh, a reminder, of course, that we offer the opportunity to executive produce an episode, which essentially entails uh, find a show that you want us to review uh, somewhere in the tri-state area, ideally somewhere we can get to by subway. But if we can't, you know, we'll talk and and uh, work something out. But um, pick up the tickets for us. We will go to this show. If you're at the show, we'll meet you at the show. We'll hang out with you at the show. And uh, then we can all talk about it after if you'd like to be on, uh, you know, live or, or uh, we could Skype you in if you're not near us. But you don't have to go on at all. We could read thoughts of yours or, you know, maybe you don't even live out here and you just want to hear about uh, your favorite band that never passes through your podunk town. Um we can definitely just do that to shout you out and whatnot. So yeah, I just, before we get into the concert itself, you know, every now and then we're trying to interject a little bit of like what else is going on in the world. Uh, but huge music news uh, in the world today. Tim Paul just dropped a new album. So uh, figured take a couple minutes and chat about that. Why not? Got any thoughts to, to start things off? You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, okay, um, I knew this album was coming out, mm. uh, so, sort of forgot about it, and then I saw something on our stories, we both kind of get in there on our mm. stories, that James had, uh, already started listening to this at the ass crack of dawn. Yeah. <laughs> I get up early to work out, go to work, and so I'll usually pick something. I, honestly, lately it's been a lot of podcasts, 
But this time I'm like, all right, I know it's going to drop. Like, I'm going to throw this on right away. And uh, and I was reminded to check out this album. I was like, okay, I will. Listen, like, before I really get into it, I will say this. If you've ever listened to me on here, you know that, like, my sort of opinion on these things is kind of nuanced. You know, it isn't like, I love it or I don't like it at all. Like, there's a lot of in-between places with me. And this is an in-between place. Mm -hmm. If you listen to this, you also know I'm pretty judicious with my love. I don't fall in love with just anything or anyone, and that includes albums, because it tossed me a pretty smile and a few pretty notes, and we had some nice interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only had one pass with this, uh, and sometimes it takes more than that for me to get a sense of it. But from the one listen I've had, this is what I'll say about that. And and again, you know, if you love if you absolutely fell in love with this, like, you know, take my opinion for what it's worth. But just again, I don't throw, you know, my vagina or my gold stars around just anything. Uh, I place a value on that. So this does not get a gold star for me, but it gets a silver star with a lot of gold speckles. Um, I haven't immediately fallen in love with it head over heels, but I'm very intrigued by it, and I would consider a relationship with this album. Let's put it that so, way. So okay, so the first date went okay. It went it went more yeah. than okay. It yeah. went very well. It was pretty good. But I'm not in love. You, so you still got the you still gave it the kiss at the end, but you know a good tongue. Uh, a little bit of tongue in there too. Okay. Yeah, but I'm not. Gonna, but but still zero chance of letting him in the house. I'm not making love to this uh-huh. album quite yet, um, but. Uh, and, and here's why. Okay. First of all, you know, I've listened to to all of um, the Tame Impala albums. This album, to me, does not surpass lonerism. No. Uh, and I, when I check the reviews of music critics who study albums far more than I do, I, I'm not crazy. There's no. some data to back that up. They, too, rated lonerism higher. It's a very highly rated album. Uh, but I still think this album is very good and very solid. It has that sort of, you immediately get the sense that it has that washed out, echoey signature Kevin Parker sound. Mm -hmm. uh, Very beachy, very light. It's there. It's very grounded in that sound. Now, that being said, there are some variations that I've not seen before. There are some standouts for me. And here's why. And it might be different different reasons than you. Uh, There are a couple tracks on there that are really almost borderline EDM tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't exactly remember. I know the first one uh, stood out that way to me. One more year. Uh, Yes. Mm. And then there was another one that I can't quite remember uh, stood out for me that was like, I think it was Glimmer. That was sort of borderline uh, EDM. Uh, But here's what I thought was really interesting about this is there's two songs on here back to back. uh, Posthumous Forgiveness and, uh, and then Breathe Deeper. Which honestly, I was like, this is very poppy and accessible. And I guarantee you, if you gave this track to Pharrell, I was like imagining Pharrell singing it, and I was like, this song would be a fucking hit. It's not going to be because it's not the airy echoey. Yeah, it's too trippy. Is too trippy yeah. for like a mainstream audience. But in terms of the uh, the the melodic structure of this song, mm. it has these unique touches on it. Yeah, it let's almost say because sounds this person like, has their touch. It almost to sounds it, like no. it's almost sounds like Tame Impala covering a Pharrell song and doing it better. Do right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I really like that. Uh, but again, I think the reason why it didn't surpass lonerism for with for me was that uh, there weren't Eight. a ton of surprises. Mm. I knew exactly. I was like, okay, this is the the signature like uh, 
uh, standard, like Kevin Parker sound. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the lead singer of Tame Impala. And for, for all intents and purposes, pr- pretty no, much it, like it is Tame Impala, right? Yeah, yeah, he wrote everything, and yeah. then his friends, like, and, and his our, friends are literally just there to play music with him live, exactly. Like yeah. how Luke Jenner in our in our interview, if you didn't listen to that, which you definitely should, our most recent episode is like a lot of bands are like one guy's writing everything, yeah. and then he has his friends come that's play the band. instruments live. That yeah. is Tame Impala, so we're gonna say Kevin Parker here. Uh, but uh, so so there wasn't much unexpected, but there there were a uh, a couple of tracks where I was just like, huh, this is like very accessible and that's very interesting. And um, one thing that surprised me was like, where's patience? That should absolutely be on. I love that song. Yeah, but I'm a yeah. sucker for a piano intro. Yeah, I was interested. I, I did a bit of research on that and basically what because I, I was really surprised that was the first like single that they I released that it was song. the first one that they released and it did really really well but i think the decision was made that it didn't quite fit the rest of the album so we left it out i don't get it i feel like it totally fit the album. you know what i don't think? um i think basically what i read is that it's like it felt too yacht rock which he has a bit with but he's like there wasn't much else within this album with that and he couldn't find a good place to fit it which i respect because he's like one of the few acts that still like takes a lot of consideration in albums and an album yeah. structure so i respect that, as but an entire I, piece yeah. yeah but i agree that i really liked patience and it would have been nice and, I, and i'm surprised that it didn't get included i was too because i was like i i mean listen it's i know this is very uh arrogant to say to say well i disagree with the person that spent a year of their life making mm. this album but i do disagree i the do alter. <laughs> i do feel like there's a place for it i don't feel like we needed to have those weird sort of like this song is called there's like these weird little interstitials oh, that's that's like a separate thing that's not like the album oh it's just on spotify yeah okay that's, that's just like it's supposed to be an interactive thing that's but also why videos and shit but the interludes even though those are on the album right no the interludes okay because i didn't like Glimmer's I didn't, the closest thing to an interlude because that's two minutes long. just just like yeah just like there, there was like explanations of the song that was fine but then there were these weird sort of musical interludes and I didn't particularly care for those so I would say you know I, I saw one review that call, said put this at a C plus I think that's pretty harsh mm. I would put this yeah, for me at an, a B plus yeah and here's the thing I've actually given it a lot of listens so when I first woke up I put on the one that you were talking about that had the interactive stuff with it and that's what I listen to as I'm getting ready and like on my way on the train over and on my way to work and by the time I, I walked to work and you know, uh, for just Did they mention, drop it at midnight? Probably. It was it was there at six in the morning or six thirty when I got up. You know what I mean? So by the time I got there and was like, you know, just to throw it out, every people that don't know me, it's like I'll get to work, change it to gym, close, then go to the gym, then come back, kind of thing. Uh so I get in there and that's just when it's finishing. So I'm like, All right, now let me listen to it normally. So then in the gym I miss listen to it. It's about an hour long. So it took up most of the gym time. So I re listened to the album in its entirety right after that. And then because, uh, you know, my office doesn't care if I play music and listen to music while I go, um, I said, okay, I'm going to start from the very beginning and then listen uh, my way down uh, for all four Tame Impala albums. So I got to do that too. So I got to spend a lot more time with it and think uh, a bit deeper on it. Some interesting things that I like about it is it's going back a little bit more to the psychedelia. Uh, a lot of people had a complaints. Like I, I always see online that there that there's the, you know, the, the – um, psychedelic rock purists that are like kevin parker's now like a sellout yuppie because they thought currents was too poppy and stuff um which you know yeah it was popular than the other ones but i didn't i never really thought that was a fair criticism i think that's just a lot of people like the artists evolved and didn't do the same exact thing on the album that they were hoping for and also lonerisms is such a, a masterpiece that you're just not going to defeat that anytime soon 
Um, I genuinely believe that. Was Currents a third album? Currents was the third one that came out in 2015. Have you heard this theory that like it's always like the first album of a band is really good because they're super hungry or they don't have a lot of money and they do what they can. Sure. And then the second album is even better because now they have the hunger and they're I've like and the stress and, and then they, they they have like the stress like I have a good album now they got more money to throw at it and then the third album is trash because I, like but, everyone's telling them yes. Yeah, I guess in in this but I <laughs> That's mean That's a generalization. But no, guys. the thing is is like the third album in this case is the one that really brought him into the mainstream. Uh-huh. So that's that's everybody calling him a sellout. Um I I like that so but I will agree that Currents is less psychedelic than the other two albums and it would have been nice to go back to that cuz that's really what his roots are. I think he went back to the psychedelia on this but in a different way. They sounded a lot more vaporwave to me. I got that vibe throughout it. Like there was a bit less rock in it and you're right, it's leaning more towards the EDM and the EDM that I heard is that weird sort of vaporwave that came out and like you know, two two thousand four, two thousand five online. I got a lot of that as I was listening throughout the whole album. Um, Borderline. I don't know if you picked up on it uh, in the in your one listen, but it's definitely like reworked from the single that got released like late last no, year. No, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's definitely it's a bit shorter. Um, it's got less of an airy intro and it's a lot punchier and I actually think it works. I still like the other version, but I like this one a bit more and it definitely works better within the album. Um, and I think, is it true? Is that the one where, when you listen to like the little intros that he had, is that the one where he goes, um, I wrote this baseline in a supermarket? Or was that, or it might be time? Yeah, but I, but I love the baseline. Right. So I I just thought it was kind of cool. Oh, see, I was yeah. like, I can care less. When you say vaporwave, are you sure you don't mean more like chill wave, like like washed well, out, sure, or like, something like uh, that, neon Indian? Because vaporwave is like is like no, really see, slowed got, down, like Diane. You know, I know, and like I got Shaka those. Khan. I got I got vibes oh. with with a lot of the music that he was making in that. It's like okay, sure, yeah, you could say neon Indian, but like because like the I reverb thought this was and deeper stuff. Deeper than that, you know what I mean? The reverb to me and like the lo-fi of it, like mm. that to me was more like chill wave. You know what I'm saying? Like well, we're picking up on the same thread line there i'd say you yeah know, they're, not, they're not super different from each other maybe that's just where my mind went i don't know i heard a lot of moments there and i'm like damn that sounds like you know the, those weird vaporwave things that came out that's sort of what i picked up uh, on throughout the whole thing um so i'll, I'll agree with you you know it's not it it's never going to beat out lonerism that's going to be that's going to be hard and i, I think and he has to have a tragedy to, to, like, or or i don't know just write a new album well um, he was one who said he's like listen i feel like i have to like how like feel really bad about myself to write an album and I'm yeah like, i don't and think you feel bad enough about yourself yeah i think he's doing a lot better you know he's doing a bit of research when you're um, happy right uh, after this he's you know he's writing more with other artists and he is like working with a lot of pop acts and a lot of uh we already mentioned that he works with hip-hop acts all the time so i think that's like affecting his his tame impala stuff which is why it's becoming more accessible um, you know, I don't love that. I would, you know, you know, I, I will be a bit of a, a snob here and, and say it's like, yeah, your earlier stuff really was better because it was like very, very creative and innovative. Yeah, and I would love to go back to that. Um, but I, I, it's still a good album to me, and it's still one that I don't mind putting on. Um, like I could absolutely listen to it now. Would it be the kind of thing? Like it's just tough because you, you, I'm not gonna turn to a friend and be like, hey, you want to listen to this really cool album by this dude? Tame Impala have you ever listened to his albums I'm not going to throw this one on it's still going to be Lonerism you know what I yeah. mean it's like even as an introduction to his stuff because his stuff to me is still those first two albums um, so I, I'll give everybody that is you know kind of mad at him for moving on that fine you have some kind of a point but like the guy's evolving it's still good music um, I still like where he goes with it he still puts on an incredible show 
Um, I worry that he's going to start that he's starting to get too big a little bit from some of the stuff that I've been reading because uh, he's like working a lot with these pop acts now. Um, and, you know, it really would be a shame if the, the predictions come true and he really does become a sellout yuppie. You know what I mean? Just kind of gives up the the um, psychedelic rock stuff. Right. Well, the thing was, is like, I think he'll keep his like, wah, 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 yeah. echoey stuff. But it's like, if it all just sounds like, starts to sound like a pop, pop song. song. The fact, yeah. okay, like what you're saying is like, he's working with pop artists, right? And uh, yeah, he's writing a lot yeah, of Sorry if you wanted them. to hear about State Motel. We'll get there, guys, but this is important. Um, the thing is, is like, when I'm hearing songs, like I said, like Posthumous Forgiveness, if I'm mm. saying that word right now. Yes and breathe deeper and they sound like like more interesting covers of pop songs that to me is an indicator of pop music rubbing off on him he's interacting with these pop singers and here's the thing this is my theory i feel like he's trying to sort of like come to jesus them a little bit and try to get them to the the pop world to sort of break out of its shell or whatever maybe and i think you can to a point but at the end of the day pop music is pop music and it will always be about money yeah and the little bit of that dirt for the lack of that 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 pretty shiny dirt, but it's still dirt. That mm. pop dirt is start is gonna rub off on him if he bit, if yeah. he if he's interacting with that world too much. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like I feel like that happened with Elton John. A little bit, yeah. You know, Elton right, John used right. to be so much more rough, and it was like the more he like interacted with that pop yeah. world, the more like middle of the road, like like soft adult rock contemporary, out. adult contemporary. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Um, I I will say one more hour though as a closing out song is fantastic. I really liked it. That it's a long song. It's a seven yeah. minute song. You know, I, I've heard it's the argument. Rock. I've heard the argument before that it's pretty hard to make a bad seven minute song because you know, if you're gonna make it seven minutes, you spend a lot of time on it. There's so. got to be something in there that you like. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I uh, just thought that was important to, to chat about a little bit. Yeah, you know? those are those are, those are thoughts. Albums. So Especially guys, considering yeah, that was like one of our first shows that we ever covered was Tame Impala. Yeah, why not talk about some current events when it comes? We to think it? you'll want to make out with this album. Yes. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, anything that I wanted to get into before we talk about the show, just a sort of like thing I was thinking about in terms of uh, with respect to the the interview that we had with Luke Jenner, which again was you know uh, the most recent episode, and I was thinking about how. He had said to us, and and I can't remember. I think this this was uh, in in the episode itself, and not after we, mm, we stopped recording. Chatting, he yeah. said, "You know, I love doing this. I love talking about this stuff. I love having the opportunity because it drains a lot of people. It's very draining to people to to listen to me. Uh, you know, for a, a period of time. I thought that was really interesting because." It makes me feel even more weird because I was like, I don't find this draining at all. Yeah, I was I like, talk I found this invigorating. Yeah. And what I find draining is when someone just wants to talk about like, oh, my God, I saw, you know, this flower bed. Like, not that these are bad things to talk about, but when I'll, I'm sitting across the table from someone and it's like, Oh my God, like I was on my way to work today and someone had the most fantastic coat. And oh, did you read that yeah, news story? Stuff. And um, this is the place for the best sushi. And it's not that these are, I talk about these things too, but when like it stays on the surface like that and I feel like I'm pulling teeth in order, because I feel that I'm a pretty passionate person. You know, I, there's certain things that I care a lot about. One of those things being 
you know, this this show. And it almost pains me. I don't expect the whole world to care about the show. But when it's people that I care about who presumably care about me or want to get to know me and say, I want to get to know you. And I sit down and talk to them about things that I really care about, one of which is this show or just live music in general, uh, writing and, um, you know, animal rights, just like, you know, <laughs> this sort of smattering of things. And maybe James feels this way about sports. And when you get uh-huh. like a sort of blank yeah, look, fuck animal rights, go, go giants. Though. When you get a blank look, like the person doesn't even I, I can I can appreciate that not everyone knows something but everything. I don't know that much about sports, but I, I promise you, I'll ask you questions and be like, oh, what's that about? And I'm truly curious about because when I see passion in somebody, you know, even if it's something that I'm not into, I'm like, well, this is worth exploring if this person really cares cares about this and when I'm sitting across from somebody and and they're like have zero sort of like passion uh, of of their own like they're not interested in what I'm passionate about and I'm trying to figure out what they're passionate about and they got nothing my god that is so draining and Luke is the complete opposite it's like he's passionate about so many things you know what I'm saying and he has so much to say and I find that energizing not draining so I guess my point was just kind of like you know, after talking to him, I was like, I really, really want to seek out uh, more people that are passionate about things. And in the context of this podcast, uh, certainly the people who are passionate about something have got to be people in bands because you guys, unless you you're a tr- yeah. unless you're a trust fund kid and you're riding on, e- you know, you're living on Easy Street, being in a band is fucking hard. Yeah, you're putting yourself out there, you know, scary. People are are not liking what you do and you do it anyway, and you're hauling gear around. There's got to be some passion. So that being said, listen, if you're an artist and like you want to talk, talk, you know, maybe we even make an episode out of it. Come see your show, and like we're happy to do that. I mean. I personally from not just for this podcast, but on a personal level, just want to talk to people who fucking care about something. Yeah. All right. I could so, actually hold a conversation, have interests. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. You I, really needed to get that off your chest, huh? Oh, I really did. I was like sitting I, on that. Like there's nothing more than I like to see a person come alive. Talk about. And to see someone mm. just, you know, like practically flatlining across the table from me. I'm like, kill me now. This is draining. You know, it's crazy because uh I guess, you know, all right, we'll go down a rabbit hole. You just cut this anyway if it ends up being long and boring, but it's like a conversation. You is know, it Luke, passionate? Because if it's Luke, passionate, I won't be I'll, bored. I'll be passionate. Luke, like Jenner, Luke Jenner mentioned that it's like, yeah, you know, guys tend to only be allowed to like be angry or, or you know, want to have sex with somebody or some shit like that. And usually one of the things. And then things, he said one, sex is anger. One, yeah, like right. Some, some crazy shit. But like one of the things like anytime you think just to get somebody uh, like talking is to find what they're passionate about. And if they just can't find it, like what kind of person are you? It's like, what are you doing? Why are you bothering to put yourself out there? There's zero thing that you can go down a rabbit hole and talk about. You know what I mean? It's like the simplest thing. You turn to a car guy and say, Hey man, talk about your car to me. You're going to hear some shit. And I don't, I don't give a flying fuck about cars. I never have. I, it's just, they're cool. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll look at one, a cool one. If it goes past and if it's a, you know, that lady that lives near us with a Maserati, I'm still going to look at that every time I see it. Cause it's a fucking Maserati. That's cool. But Are you talking like, about the funeral home lady? Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. got a sick Maz too. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'd love to drive it, but it's like, I don't know the first thing about it, but you know, you get somebody that's really passionate about it and you'd be like, Hey, tell me about that. 
if you are, you know, because this is a music podcast, you know, if you, if you are that, come talk to us. Maybe you could be on the show. And if you're not a music person, probably not going to end up on the else. show unless yeah. you come to a concert. But you can talk to me personally. I promise you I'll embrace it. Um, okay. So we've talked enough about yeah. things that aren't concert which, related. We have a concert to talk about. Which is okay because we just talked about Webster Hall last week. And I don't really. Yeah, think we're totally skipping. What, like, we, we, like, you guys know the venue. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's super easy to get in. The like, line is going to be long to get in if yeah. it's a sold out show, which this was. But again, check in was easy. They yeah. really move it along. Coat check in was good. Coat check out. We'll get to Brutal. that. But, uh, but uh, empanada review. I was Go. about to say this time I could actually review one of the empanadas because uh, I tried one. Uh, I have to say pretty good. Not going to lie. Uh, I, I think it's an outside contractor that comes in to do it. Uh, the one that I had had chicken in it. I don't What's know. What's it if called? It's Pink something. Pink something. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure. Forget. Um, the one I had had chicken in it. I'm not sure if all of them do. I literally just walked up and was like, give me an empanada. I didn't say whether it's chicken or, or whatever. Um, but the chicken one that I had was delicious. So I don't know if maybe they have a beef one too. Try that sometime. Guys, the stand is nothing good. fancy and it looks a bit dodgy. And you're like, how long have they been sitting in there? The, the presentation is not very good. But trust me, just if you have the munchies, go for it. Yeah, it's a safe it's bet. It. You'll enjoy. Uh, it's a little, you know, it's not really worth $5, but, you know, the whole place is expensive. Overpriced. Yeah, so. we got to we'll reiterate that for anybody that hasn't been there in a long time or has never been there. It's it's expensive. So, uh, yeah, we go in and, uh, we got, uh, we got some Venn music in there. We, I, uh, introduced James to, uh, Shirley Bassey. He's like, Shirley Bassey, who's that? I was like, you know, here we go. Goldfinger. And he's like, I have no idea. I was like, she's in the James Bond movies. And I think she did Diamonds Are, Diamonds Are. Well, I had no idea because I had no fucking clue what you were trying to say when you growled out Goldfinger. That's basically how she sounds. So anyway, that was interesting. I was like, I'm not surprised. It's sort of like, you know, old throwback kind of music that's like very appropriate. A lot of movie soundtrack things, which plays into the theme and, you know, stuff that we'll talk about when we get to Saint Motel and the last EP and what they're doing right now. But we'll um, say it made sense. Yeah. Um, I had a spiked seltzer. It was really good. Uh, our uh, our buddy Brian. <clears throat> Hi, Brian. Uh, was so there. Fine. He showed up a lot earlier than we did. He had some sort of meet and greet thing, which I meant to ask him about. I just haven't had a chance. But apparently he met the band or whatever. It's pretty neat. It'd be interesting to, to talk to him as to how that was. But I unfortunately don't have that information right now. Uh, but anyway, because he got there so early, he was front row. And we're just like felt like, you know, douchebags yeah. trying to push up to where he was. So we're like, I guess we're not watching this show together. Enjoy. Um, this crowd was uh, very young, like X's on the hands young. Like yeah. it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Young. Yeah. But I think most of them knew who St. Motel was, which interests me because they're not like the new it band right now or anything like that. Um, their last full-length album came out in 2017. Did they play on some, like, teenagers, like, show so or something? So here's the thing. Their music is used in a lot of commercials, oh. and I think that's part okay. of it. Um, you know, that is, like, and, and I can't disparage that because that's how I discovered Matt and Kim and the Fratellis, you know what I mean, mm. was listening to these commercials. And that's sort of become the big thing for indie acts to do is to What commercial do the Fratellis song. do? The Fratellis was that uh, they had two. It was the Apple, it was the iPod one. Uh, where they played Flathead, and that was the one that I first saw them and uh, or listened to that, and then I looked it up. Um, it was like the silhouettes with the colors in the background, and, and they were dancing along. Um, and then they were also in uh, an Amsterdam commercial for they did Chelsea Dagger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, those ones. And then um, Matt and Kim was in a uh, – Jesus, what was it? Bacardi Rum commercial, and that's where I discovered them. 
So that kind of explains like the young crowd. But there were some a uh, couple older people like are talking like silver hair older. Yeah, possibly uh, ch- chaperones. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. But they seemed really into it. Yeah, because I think it was a sixteen and up crowd, but like you could be under sixteen with a with an adult kind of thing. There was a lot of exes here. Like uh, half of that crowd couldn't couldn't drink legally. Yeah, so you know, Webster Hall least. probably didn't make make a lot of money at the bar. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I honestly, e- even people that were older may have just been there because their kids wanted to be there. I didn't see a single person that was not engaged. Yeah, and for we'll sure. talk about why why this band is so engaged when we get to it. But you know, very engaged crowd. Um, okay, so uh, first up, we had uh, I, I don't quite know how to pronounce this. Colars. I I think Colars. I'm pretty sure, and that stylizes all capital. Yeah, so uh, what do you know about that? Uh, Husband and wife duo, Rob Kolar, Lauren Brown. Um, And that's Rob on vocals and guitar. And Lauren is a tap dancing drummer. You know, it's really Um. funny. It was like, I, because because I'm not very tall. You uh, you didn't notice it at all. I never saw her feet, so I had no idea she was tap dancing. Yeah, you just didn't think she she was just had a weird drum set that she was standing. Yes. Yeah. But um, it's kind of neat to see her up there, and she sort of rhythmically taps along as part of the percussion session. The whole then, time? The whole time, yeah, pretty much, more or less. I never saw that. Never noticed. No, nope. yeah. couldn't yeah. see her feet. Yeah, um, and I guess she's like the only person that's doing this right now, so I don't know if she invented it or whatever, but she's the only one that's really doing it. That's going to change some things that I have to say then, because that's an added element that uh, most people can't do. And so right. there's some things that I was maybe critical of that I can be more forgiving about because right. she was tap dancing. Because I have tap danced, and it's not easy. Which, you know, I, and again... To it, do while you're playing an instrument. Yeah, we could get into it. And that's the thing. It's like, like I said, it doesn't really add anything musically. Like, oh, I don't know how much you so notice. Because I, I feel like it's a gimmick, but it's one that's okay because it's one that is showing a talent. It's you're right. It's I don't think that's easy to do. So I we sure never heard it. You that. never heard it. Oh, I I picked up on it, but I had to look for it. No, it, hearing it. Where did uh, you actually hear yeah, it? Yeah, but I had to look for it because I knew she was tapping, and then I'm like, all right, let me let me listen for it. And it was being and mic'd? you start to notice it, it you know, but because uh, they yeah they picked up on it, they mic'd it for uh, sure. You could hear it if you were listening. You know, to I it, did but, hear another beat, and I was like, yeah. what is that? Well, that must be pre-recorded. Yeah, it must have been her tap dancing. No, it was like in the beginning. I remember yes. hearing this added like. That clicking kind of thing. It was her tap dancing up there. Yeah. Surprising. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the only other thing that I'll say about their their roots or whatever is they're an L.A. band. Um, they were in some folk band before. Uh, I think it's He's My Brother, She's My Sister or something like that. Some folk band. Um, so maybe that's kind of where – because I feel like a lot of people knew them in the crowd. But they they don't have a ton of they only have like a couple hundred thousand streams on Spotify and like, they were together in a band called He's My Brother She's I, My Sister something like that or and some they're folk married band now beforehand. they are they That's are married weird. now I don't know if um yeah well, <laughs> I didn't decide I decided not to go down that dra- uh, rabbit hole but uh, the description that I kept seeing and this is on their Wikipedia but it's also like all over the place is that they're desert disco space blues and glamabilly which I, I think kind of fits the bill yeah you know yeah. So these two come out, uh, you know, I kind of like my first impression was like, oh, this is the Matt and Kim of glam rock. Yeah. Because it was like lady on percussion, guy on the uh, melodic instrument, and uh, they're dressed up in sequins. I was pleased because I was also wearing sequins totally unintentionally. (laughs) I just wanted to, and I was like, well, I I certainly fit in. Unfortunately, it was on my bottom half, so no, I couldn't see it. Uh, But I knew it was there. And uh, so they come out. They're really done up. Again, uh, guitar and drums. Uh, he's, you know, uh, a white guy, and uh, she's kind of like a Muppet. I think she needed gum. I don't, yeah. She, I, I think she, yeah. 
think she was maybe I, I was like okay listen I, I just it just has to be said because I mean everyone notices what, whether sure. you want to say it or not she her mouth is like going the whole time but she's not singing or anything it's just moving kind of moving along along with, her with the beat yeah it's like maybe like it I, helps her you know you don't have a visual right now because it's all audio but I'm like do it with my mouth and I was like she needs something to chew on. She was she rolling on something. That's what I'm saying. It looked like she was on something because even her eyes would like stay wide while she was. Yeah, doing that it was the other thing. Her eyes were wide. Looked like uh, yeah. one of our friends when and, our friend rolls. Yeah, and maybe maybe this is just the way she is. So if you listen to this, Lauren, and we're talking, we're being mean to you. Sorry, but like when you're up, you there, look you like you're rolling. Like you were on. Yeah, but you don't you really have anything like to chew. You need a pacifier. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of this one time. Uh, this is an aside, but I think it's kind of a funny story. When I was in high school, my first job was at this uh, grocery store I was a clerk there and I was 15 when I started and there was this girl that I would work uh, similar shifts with and I think she was about uh, maybe like four years older than me and uh, this one time where you know she's next to me and it was like a, a shift it was like a later one you know closing and she's kind of like with her mouth like this and and uh, and I was like I kind of look at her like what and she's like oh I just I need something to chew on and I was uh -huh. like I said it look like it looks like you're rolling and she just looks at me wide-eyed she's like I just <laughs> I just need something to chew on. This is the mid 90s. Sure. So for a 15 year old to I mean now it's nothing, but for a 15 year old to know that back then, that was kind of like oh, this child like knows. So it was like 2 years later and I was like 17, almost 18 and we're at this party or whatever and I was just like we're talking I was like, "Ah, oh, remember that time we're like uh, I was standing next to you at work and I was like said the thing about you rolling cuz you were kind of moving your mouth like I'm sorry and about that." Like, and she goes Oh, I was I was rolling. Yeah, like adjusted <laughs> ecstasy. <laughs> She's like, I was so afraid you were gonna tell somebody oh, and get no. me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so okay, so there was a uh, some bass and some keys and some backup vocals, which were all backing tracks. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of that pumped in. For which that. I mean, I mean, I guess if that's what you need to do. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, of course, out. I would prefer to to see the actual musicians, but that's what that was. They were impeccably dressed. Like I said, his uh, he was in like top to bottom sequence like blazer and pants and she had this uh sort of uh like m mirror um how do you say like mirror mirror dress yeah the like best much, way yeah. to put it it's just like the little you know uh shiny circles um immediately i noticed the vocal was not loud enough for him or and then that you know i can can't tell you whether that's vocal power or if that's uh levels for whoever was doing the sound probably a little bit of both i don't feel like his voice was particularly powerful yeah but it no. could have been mic'd a little bit more they basically kicked off with like a rockabilly beat yeah so i was like okay gl glamabilly okay, sure that yeah part, that part's Feeling making it. sense yeah. so that that was that song and uh then they went into this song that had this sort of almost like a primal beat that reminds me of like like Native American was like bum 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 yeah because no. we say this girl's on the drums to clarify she wasn't on a drum set she had like three she's like three drums yeah around, big drums no. around here with mallet and then yeah and the mallets instead of like actual drums. yeah it's sort of yeah. like a Meg White type very simplistic dr drumming yeah, I was gonna say it definitely reminded me of that and you, you hate to be like just go to the other woman drummer in a duo but it, it really sounded well, like to Meg go White. to the third other woman in a duo I was like wow a drummer that Kim Shafino <laughs> Is better than oh <laughs> we love you kim <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and then james turns to me he goes this is peak new york city weird <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie this is officially well and and i'm surprised you're watching these people these guys like here's these the guys thing. like jamming out and this girl's making these faces and yeah. tap dancing apparently oh uh, yeah you didn't even drums. know she was tap dancing i was so like i would have been this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen with a tap dancing drummer and to find out that they came from L.A. too, it's like, damn, L.A. is getting 
awkward or just bizarre out there now, huh? Yeah, they say, I think they're in Joshua Tree. I think Some this shit ha- yeah, is happening yeah. out in the desert because where else? And they definitely have been to Burning Man. For sure. I can, <laughs> I can promise you there's some like Burning Man inspo. Uh, honestly, uh, I was kind of lost on the third song because at this point I'm like drawing all these parallels. I'm thinking about again that the two uh, drummers that I just mentioned. How can I not? It's a guy on a melodic instrument and a girl yeah. on drums and spangly glam outfits. Yeah. But here was my feeling, and I think I may have said this to you at the show. I was like. I'm seeing all these parallels. They're very obvious. Yes, the woman is tap dancing. Uh, but here's the thing. I was like, if you're doing this thing where you're this guy-girl duo, one on the melodic instrument and one on the drums, but you've got Matt and Kim, but the drumming isn't as good as Kim's, and you got the white stripes, but the guitar isn't as good as Jack White, yeah. and then there's the glam, but the singing isn't as good as Jake Shears of Scissor Sisters. I'm like, there's people already kind of doing all these things, and they're doing it better. Yeah. There's nothing inherently, you know, that this isn't a very good band. I was like, this just isn't standing out for me because aside from the tap dancing, which I couldn't see or really hear for the most part anyway, uh, I'm just kind of like, well, what are you doing that's not already being done and being done better? You are throwing elements together that are pieces of all that. Yeah, unless they come out with some songs that are just real bangers within the genre, which I think they had some decent songs in their Spotify is good, but yeah. I'm just saying as a live performance, yeah. I was like, well, I feel like I've seen all of these elements yeah. and I, s- I feel like I've seen them done better. Now, if they had added a bass and they had some banger backup say, singers, yeah. that would have probably, and honestly, it, it confuses was, me because I was like- they pumped in so much backing track, it felt thin overall Right, I was me. like, and, and don't yeah. tell me they don't have the money to bring on backup singers because the values can afford it. Well, sure, yeah. This band Well, I don't know. It. Well, these, I think the values have more streams. Oh, really? I'm not sure. I have to double check. I just kind of got, I guess I was assuming it's like once you're at Webster Hall and you're opening for State Motel, you've got some, you know, cash in the bank. But People um, seem to know them, too. People seem to know them, but like I said, it's like they're not big on Spotify. Yeah, so I mean, listen, it's like I I feel feel kind of bad. Like, I'm not trying to crap on this band or whatever. It's just these, listen, I have, like, again, if I'm not honest, I lose credibility, this, yeah. and these were the feelings that I was having at the time. Uh, the fourth or fifth song, I think I lost track. This one I liked. It had a darker tone. They did have a darker song. Guys, I can't ID these songs. I can really only ID one, which we'll get to later. Um, very Ravenettes to me. If you guys aren't familiar with the Ravenettes, it's sort of like 1950s, but darker and sort yeah. of updated. It was sort of like dark country. Now we're sort of seeing that desert type of feel. Right. Like, oh, yeah, I could see this sort of like this glammy, echoey desert, like outskirts of Vegas thing, like maybe something that like a Rob Zombie character might listen to. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah, I was like, yeah, like the, I'm thinking of like sort of the outskirts of Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, For sure. You know, the, the less popular, the casinos that maybe the locals go to. I was like, this goes well with that like Orville Peck or like Scissor Sisters like oral aesthetic. I could see those bands kind of playing together. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I already said the thing about having a full band and some backup singers might change my opinion. We'll see. I do see them as a supporting act, though, at this point in the concert. I'm like, this is a supporting act. I don't see this as a headliner yet. Yeah, yeah, I can't really see them. Uh, they had a song, I guess I don't know the name of this one again, but something about I Want You to Stay, Don't Go Away. It was a pretty good song. Um, they had a one, it was something like Turn, off, turn Around Off the Ground, I'm Dizzy. Catchy. 
probably good recording. Haven't found it yet mm. on their Spotify. Um, I'm thinking at this point, ah, throw some more money at them for development and some more training, some vocal training and some, uh, you know, instrumental training. And uh, th this could go somewhere. Uh, but still, I was I was surprised that they were able to to open for State Motel. But my guess is that, you know, from their Spotify, which admittedly has some bangers on it, their Spotify impresses me more than the live. And they have very good pictures, so mm. I imagine they have a very good press kit. Yeah. Um, you know, live, you know, uh, but maybe less. I, I think they have aspirations of St. Motel level of showmanship. Yeah. So I think, I think that's kind but of, maybe the, the, that's why they fit. But the showmanship, in a way, yeah, but they're nowhere yeah. close to them uh, in terms of musical ability. Of so they not, really right. have to work on that or hire some great musicians. Uh, a song, uh, so turn out the lights here, kind of gothy. That's fine. Uh, oh, this one. Oh, this is one song I did that I were like, it's called One More Thrill. This song was very, do you remember I said I was like, turned mm. you? I was like, this is very Billy Idol ish. Yeah, it was yeah, like very yeah. sort of, you know, uh, 80s with a with a dark tone to it and, and, and with a heavy sort of uh, synth thing going on, uh, pre recorded. You know, like Billy Idol, but again, softer on the vocals, not lacking that sort of uh, Billy Idol sort of vocal power. And, uh, you know, and I forget what their final song was, but I have a note here. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, my closing thoughts, and, and, of course, we'll hear yours, too. Um, this, was, this was all fine. I'm not mad. You know, it was okay. Like, whatever. Like you said, I would pay $10 to yeah. dance and have a good time in a smaller venue that's more conducive to dancing. I couldn't even really dance because yeah, it was so was crowded. Tight, yeah. I, I just I just feel like uh, this this isn't a band that's suited for Webster Hall yet. Union Pool, Venus and Furs. Sure. Yes. They do great not, in Venus and Furs. Yeah, not yeah. here, though. Not yet. Yeah. And that's kind of kind of where I was going to go with it. Like, if you see them for $10, I'd say check them out. Listen to them. I think they're pretty good. Like, they're they're. They're good enough, but if their only only innovation is the gimmick that she tap dances, then that's that's as far as they're gonna be is, is pretty good. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the tap dancing, it's it's neat, it's cool, uh, it's interesting. It doesn't really add that much musically to it. You can't you, you kind of gotta look for the taps to pick it up, you know. Uh, and like you said, if you're unless you're tall enough to notice, you can't even tell if she that she's dancing. You went the whole set without knowing until I said it afterwards, you know. So it's not. Do you know how I think the tap dancing fits in? I think it fits in like how this, the um, Lindy Hop fits into the um, the French band that does the electro swing. Caravan Palace. The way that uh, the Lindy Hop fits into Caravan Palace where it's a thing that they kind of do for like five, ten minutes in the middle of the set. Everyone's like, yeah, that wow. Been great. And then they yeah. go back to being a band. But yeah. it is not a feature. If the, whole, if the whole thing in this is that that's part of the music, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't really add that much to no. it. You know what I mean? No, I think it's something that she should just like really fucking do and like hard with knees up so like little short people can actually see what's <laughs> happening do it for five minutes but to, to make it a, a a part you know that that is uh a through line you know what i'm saying like something that's happening yeah. all throughout the set the, it's not I for me I don't, I don't hate it i still think it's kind of it's neat it's cool it's worth seeing it would never be worth like a 40 dollar ticket i see to what you're saying see. like you can't you're saying tw it, yeah. 20 maybe 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 yeah. 20 if it's a cool venue and like the opener sounds cool too i throw 20 bucks tops down to see something like that um and this isn't to say maybe You're there's a lot of people yeah maybe there's a lot of people that really like the music that they make anyway uh, i'm kind of with you where uh some of the other stuff that i listen to is just kind of just just better at both sides you know yeah. what they're doing you know overall like that's that's yeah. uh what, what, what we would say in terms of recommendations a general check them out my recommendation is like if you can catch them for 10 bucks do it but i yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't spend like you know 30 40 bucks right uh, not yet 
Uh, yeah, maybe if they get more like a backing act in time. Them. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, they go off. We got a nice venue mix of uh, really cool sh- uh, shit. Some 70s soul, yeah, some yeah, exotica, yeah. some early 80s, like big dick energy rock. Yeah. They were good at playing a bunch of music that is, you know, if you know St. Motel is very much their influences. There you go. So people kind of had that in their ears. Like they already sort of were put into the right sort of headspace. And I, I, I think that's really cool when Venue Music does that, that it's like it's totally like a subconscious thing like it's a thing that most people don't notice yeah but like but kind of puts you sort of in the mental space that you should be in for uh for who you're about to hear so that was great uh remember the last episode i said uh webster hall is on a clock well i actually started late this time that Ten played o- into it though they 1004 is when that intro music played that played into it though you need cash out later on in the set why was the four minutes why was it four minutes late because Probably like an hour into the set, they had like one of the. So, uh, just to, you know, stop burying the lead here a little bit, the major through line throughout their set was like movie related things. And they'd have like almost semi skits in the middle of things. Yes. You can catch later on with that narrator who they actually like spoke to during it was like, uh, said something along the lines of like, you know, the band having started, uh, having not started on time, had to like rush through to their next song. You didn't pick that up? Well, I thought that I think was that, improvised. I think that was. No, I'm pretty sure that was pre pre planned. I feel like these guys are like Bo Burnham, where nothing's improvised. Okay. You know, that's kind of where I'm feel where I think it went for them. Okay. Or if it was improvised, then they called it out later. But I think that was, that's what I, I think thought that, was going on. I, I think thought that they were played calling into it, it. No, I think I think they genuinely were like, yeah, we're gonna wait a couple minutes and then go out there. Okay. Well, 10:04 is when they started, yeah. and you know, Webster Hall, it's like everything's on the fucking dot, and you can see the clock too, so yeah. I could tell they were late. Anyway, so it was just like. I've never been to a state motel show, so I had no idea what to expect. Like, if they're just going to play their songs. Like, I didn't know about... Yeah, I didn't know. I kind of knew about the costume change thing, but I, which we'll talk about. But I didn't really know about the sort of production value. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. They start off, and it, and it makes sense because they do have this, like, old Hollywood theme going on uh, right now with, with this tour. Um, this I sort of cinematic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got to talk about the band. Yeah, let me talk about the band real quick before we start getting into the show. Cinematic swell of orchestral music. (laughs) You. And then St. Motel comes on, and St. Motel is indie, I guess the easiest way is indie pop band from L.A. Um, They they bring a lot more than that, but that's sort of the easiest way to put it is that they're an indie pop band. Members of it are A.J. Jackson on vocals and guitar, a bit of piano there, too. Aaron Sharp on lead. I'm going to butcher this name. Dak Lerdemorn Pong on bass. Dak Lerdemorn Pong. Sorry, Dak. I'm going to call you Dak from here on out. Talk about some Um, names you're And Greg Irwin on drums. And then this time, I didn't get the names of the uh, brass players that they had, but in this this show, they had the two brass players as well who were not official band members. Sax and trumpet. It was a sax and trumpet, yes. Um, And... So they, you know, there's sort of this, uh, like I said, indie pop band, but they bring a lot of, they've also been called like progressive indie and they've been called like a handful or a uh, chill wave and that sort of thing. Like they, they bring a bunch of uh, influences in that sort of They've fall been called under a kind this. of like a funk band. Yeah. Like a lot of funks in it too. So it they're, like, to me it's so they're, funk. They are very much indie and pop, but with a ton of like influences underneath uh-huh. that make that. Older influences. Older, yeah. very Almost like 50s, 60s, 70s constantly. And they play into that. So before we like start talking more about it, here's a uh, couple of interesting things. The reason that, uh, part of the reason that they do all these elaborate shows is because A.J. Jackson is also a filmmaker, so he plays into that a lot. Um, And so that goes into their 2016 album, St. Mo Television, which an interesting fact about this that I did not know, even though I've listened to the album before, is that A.J. Jackson being the lead singer, right? Lead singer, yes. Okay, okay. 
Samo Television, which again, I had listened to this album before, but I did not know this. They actually released VR music videos for every single song, all 10 songs on there. So with a VR headset, you could do, you could experience these music videos, making them the first band ever to release a full VR experience for an album. Wow. Didn't know that until, until I looked it up a little bit. That's again, very cool. I had, I had listened to the pick, you know, two, three years ago, I first listened to this album. I had no idea. Um, so going along with that they're now touring on the tour is called the original motion picture soundtrack let me try that again the original motion picture soundtrack is the name of the tour and that's also the name of the uh, ep that they dropped is about a five song ep that they dropped in october and uh that's the motion picture soundtrack part one supposedly there's two more parts coming out just like what uh cold arcades is doing right now I don't know if that's a coincidence. Um, I don't remember what label Cold War Kids is on. I don't know if they're just kind of randomly deciding to do this at the same time. But it's the same idea where instead of one album, they're going to release three EPs that are all part hmm. of one album. Be uh, interesting to see if anyone else does that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the new trend. Could hmm. be. They're, they uh, like We'll talk about this a little more, but it always interests me that their two biggest songs, which they open and close with, so I won't drop the names right now, but anybody would know them, came off of like an EP in 2014. It would mm-hmm. like, for some reason, I don't know whether this is like, usually you put something on an EP, it's because you don't think it fits within your album. Why didn't those two songs make that album? Or did they write these songs and go, shit, we got something here, let's put it out as soon as possible? I think that might be part of it too. But that just always intrigues me when a band's like biggest hit is on an album or is on a song that didn't even like make it onto one of their albums. Huh. Yeah. Interesting fact, right? Yeah. Yeah, because those are the songs that everybody knows. I found out. That's how I found out about them, and it was just like from listening to like, oh, I I imagine I was like had the because I'm I'm a fan of Miami Horror, and don't ask me how I found out about them. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember listening to the Miami Horror Spotify radio, and it brought on Saint Motown. I was like, I like this. My guess is this is another is they kind of just wrote those and like, damn, that's good. Let's put it out and license it. Because like I said, those like part of the reason those became so big is because they, they were in a ton of commercials. Yeah. And we'll know? get we'll talk about that. Just yeah. like how, how kind of uh, accessible this music is. Anyway, uh, so oh, that's what the overview. Band. That's the overview. So, uh, you yep. know, immediately. So this band comes out and they and they jump into um, they jump into was it cold, 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 cold man? man? Yeah. How do I get how do I get this thing? Just back swipe. Up? Touch. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cold yep. Cold Man. Yeah. yeah, I was right about that. Okay, Which so... Which is, um, again, off that 2014 EP. Uh, the vocals were uh, stronger here, so I was like, okay, so it's just, he's just, a, quite honestly, probably a stronger singer and or they have uh, better sound engineering. Uh, really cool light show, like James was mm. saying. Like, uh, you know, obviously that makes sense that this guy uh, is a filmmaker because uh, he has a very strong sense of... Uh, of creating a uh, an aesthetic that kind of is uh, reflects a theme mm-hmm. and does it in a very like sort of uh, simple way. Like all I really was, I mean, really. G- granted, I'm not saying these things don't cost money to like mm. create and set up, but it wasn't like all like all sorts of bullshit. Like I don't want to say bullshit. It wasn't a ton of lasers. But it wasn't like wasn't like Tame Impala where it was a fucking UFO yeah. coming down yeah. thing with lights around it. It really was just a bunch of screens. Yeah. But the thing was, was that the way they had it set up, all of these like square 
these like LED square uh, screens are just strategically spread out all over on the stage, like different levels, you know, some forward, some back, and these, and they're coordinating with each other in terms of what they're projecting. And, and, and oftentimes they're showing all the same thing, but sometimes they're showing different things, but it all kind of ties in together. And this is like the sign of a visual artist. So that's really cool that now I know it was like, I'm sure if he didn't create that himself, he had a very strong hand in, in, in creating uh he, that he's imagery. got it. yeah yeah so that, that was I feel like that very comes very from cool yeah. and you could tell immediately like this crowd adores this band the fans are so enthusiastic yeah. they're so into it uh from all ages am i going deaf or does webster hall just not blast their sound because no it was it sounded yeah you're right it's did not get crazy loud, and it, it, that's like the second time now I've been there, and it didn't get crazy this loud. This is my so third time. So you're not time. crazy, yeah. Because when I was when Toby's right, I was like, I did wear my earplugs at this show because I'm like, ah, just to be on the safe side, but I didn't feel like I had to. Yeah. And I was uh. like, either I'm going deaf or they're just not blasting it. It's a perfect level of sound. You guys, honestly, like these venues, like I don't know why they think they have to play the music at the highest fuck, unless it's dubstep, which is like part of yeah. the whole thing. Or you're yeah. a punk band or some shit. Right. You know? <laughs> I, there's really no reason to, to blast music. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the volume they had it at was perfect. It was pretty good. Yeah. I can hear everything yeah. perfectly, and I didn't really need my earplugs. It was perfect. I loved it. Same Motel to me is a lot like Jukebox the Ghost, where it's their pop, sure, but like but they, there's layers. There's and, a lot more yeah, layers, a lot and there's a lot on. of creativity. And, yeah. And Agreed. the creativity, but it's like there's not a ton of depth in the music. We'll we'll give you like lyrically, like it's a this is a sweet little love song, really. Yeah. But it is a cute, like I think it's a genuinely like nice sentiment. It's like the only bed I want to be in is the one right next to you. That's a sweet line, you know what I mean? It's like you could send that, you know, it being Valentine's Day, send that to your loved one now that you're listening to this six days later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's always Set men's. Val- anyway, there's yeah. always men's Valentine's Day. I believe yeah. that's March 14th. Are you aware of men's Valentine's Day? Oh, beer and a uh, steak and a steak blow and job. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he'll appreciate the song. Like, that's nice. Where's my steak and my blowjob? But hey, you know, just to sort of kick things off. Sure. Uh, but um, yeah. So um, the song, yeah, was is, is a fun one. And again, uh, yeah, the lyrical content. Uh, not always. There are some songs that have more depth to them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but this one, not particularly. This is a uh, very straightforward lyrically. Yeah. But again, they have because they are they're so um, adept. Whatever. Yeah. Like they're they they have a, a strong musical ability. They're they're very good. Uh, th- there's a little bit more going on than you might find in like your standard. Uh, pop act and they're willing to experiment and play a little bit more yeah. than maybe your standard pop artist would be willing to do. Um, the second song, uh, but was was very much uh, in the same line as uh, Cold Cold Man, Daya Mozart. Yeah. I like that song. Again, it was very Matt and Kim to me, but with sax and a horn. It's a, it's a happy, light, easy style right. that I like. So I can't tell you whether this is good or bad, objectively. No, I just like it. Because this is, a, this is no. just a style that I like and you may not like it. If you like, if you are like, you know, hard committed to like a darker sound this yeah, isn't for you it. yeah. but is, it's hooky and it's pop yeah and the, it's, but it's done so much better than like the stuff that just gets shit out and, right. and given to ariana grande you but know? but this is up it's uplifting and it feels good and i personally like it it's really great yeah. for like getting ready in the morning and that sort of thing and and that is off that uh ep that got released in october that's part of this three-part e- ep 
Yeah. So. So um. <clears throat> okay. So then uh, we had four Elise, and I did say Off four Elise, down, not you know. fur Elise, which haha. We'll get to that. Four Elise is a very pretty song. This song to me, again, you know, when we're talking about light and easy and more digestible, it sounds like one of the more upbeat, uplifting, like Ben Folds type sure. songs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. Poppy. Honestly, at this point, um, like I said, I can't object. I can't objectively say whether it's good or bad. It's just to my taste. It's fun, yeah, easily digestible song. It does play with tempo. I really uh-huh. like that. That's not something you'll find typically in like a pop song on the radio it goes slow it goes fast then they throw on cute little bits like fur elise yeah. which if you guys don't know what that is yes you do you know yeah. it but uh they, they played for elise and in, in the middle of it which is really cute you know and they do they make a lot of effort they put their heart into it you can tell that which we love and you would think that putting your heart into it and making an effort is a given but uh, if you've been listening to this podcast you know that's not a given it yeah. doesn't always happen there may have been a costume change by this point i'm not sure i was still getting kind of acclimated. i think i think he took the jacket that he was wearing off okay i recall um so yeah and then we had sweet talk okay oh, i really like this song. yeah it's a great song this I appeals do, yeah. to like the, yeah. the silly girl in me like the just cheesy that's my know. favorite one off the saint motel album or saint motelevision album the 2017 one or 16 whenever it was but yeah it's it's a good one i mean it's just a very poppy boppy song yeah. that you can sing along to and bob your head and there's it's not very complicated it just feels yeah. good this it's is like, the it's kind the of the end of the day the you just got out of work you're gonna throw this on like bounce along as you're walking out of work because like now you're happy you know what i mean yeah and it works just, to it yeah it's just it's just cute. and you know and honestly this song i don't know if it if it was but it is the kind of song that to me would most most likely to be picked up for a commercial maybe like a candy commercial uh-huh or a phone plan sweet sweet talk uh-huh maybe. seems a little obvious one of those things. <laughs> uh, again, to my taste, uh, even if it were not to your taste, though, and too poppy and basic sounding, you got to appreciate the levels here that you would not find on a standard pop song. Yeah. You know, you oh. got to at least give them that. Uh, we got a song called Sisters. This song is even more Bobby. This is to the point where it almost sounds like something from a children's show. Well, this one, and, and I think it fit with... Uh, this it's is, about sisters. Yes, it's literally. about sisters. And no, again, not, it's, not, not, yeah. not much to d- dive into. Yeah, there. and it's a sweet little song. Uh, this, again, came off of the uh, motion picture soundtrack, original motion picture soundtrack, part one EP. So it's a newer one. Um, and this is also where they brought up like all the sort of was this one where they had the American flag yes. theme going to it? Yes. And maybe it's because they had the American flag motif go up. But I'm like, yeah, this kind of sounds like a, a barbecue song. You know what I mean? That you put on. You're just kind of happy go lucky because the fireworks are coming on later. To me, it just sounded like uh, something off of a children's show, honestly. Like, Could everyone, be. let's. do you have a sister? Yeah. You don't have a sister? Your friend can be your sister. Yeah. Everyone has a sister. Let's sing about sisters. Like, if there was like... A th- like S is for sisters on Sesame Street. St. Motel could, could literally song, yeah. go on Sesame Street and sing this song. And actually, I think they would be great on Sesame Street. I think St. Motel should do a children's album. I think that would be great. Like, you know what? If you're going to have kids listening. John listen Mulaney to- after doing that. Uh- I- yeah. If you could- <laughs> yeah. St. Motel should yeah. be on John Mulaney's, like, what was it what called? What was Le- that? Like, sack, brown, sack, sack lunch, lunch bunch? bunch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So then we did to go, go into a darker place. And, like, darker for St. Motel isn't really black. It's, like, you know, a slate gray. Yeah. It's not getting that dark. But it was a little bit darker. It's called Dear Dictator. And, and you know what's funny? It being darker came out in 2011, which is like before even their their first real album dropped. So this is like really early stuff. And oh. It's the only one that really stuck around. So you could tell maybe at one point they had more of an edge to them. 
Yeah, there's definitely you know. more of an edge. And he was literally, in case you were confused. And listen, I, I, I don't like to say that it's like, uh, how do you say, hitting, hitting you over the head with it. Uh, by him actually wearing a dictator costume that looked like a, a Hitler type yeah. costume, but because 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 I think it's so neat that he does do costumes. So I was like, ah, you know, maybe this is a little bit redundant and a little bit just like, uh, yes, dictator. Yeah, we, we, I'm we wearing a dictator costume. Yeah. Like you could be cynical about it, but it didn't bother me because I was just kind of like, well. He changes costumes. This it would make sense that he would wear this. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, it, did, right. it was it was cool, and it was like even even though he was singing about you know more serious subject matter in there, uh, to my to my understanding, it still was sort of cutesy. It was yeah. like a cute a cutesy yeah. dictator. <laughs> Wait, do you know what the it lyrics felt, are on this? No, song? I've never really looked it up, but I, it felt more like. Um, uh, God, what was that? The producers, like the the Hitler that they had on the producers, oh, where it was uh, like spr- silly springtime, springtime for for, like that kind of dictator. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It almost seemed like. Um, okay, so I'm just like looking at it here. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Remember last week we were talking about songs that are like la la la. Yeah, la, yeah. La, darker in the lyrics. And then they have these horrible lyrics. Yeah, these lyrics are really fucking dark. Uh, everyone is going to run away today. It's just time to get leaving now. Wow. Nobody's ever seen his face, but if you're, I heard he'll drink your blood just for the taste and laugh and spit it out. And so, yeah, this is one of those songs. This is a perfect example because, listen, when we say it was darker, it had a bit of a darker sound, but it's still like upbeat and poppy. Yeah, it's it certainly still a St. Motel song. Like. Cer- it's certainly not <laughs> rough around the edges. Uh, uh, you know, or it was a little rough around the edges, but just like it's still a St. Motel song. You know, it's it's rough for them. Um, some good sax work here. I will say that. Uh, I really like AJ at this point. He's really fun. Is he bi? He seems like he's bi. I, well, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I, I didn't really see anything specific on it, but it's those glasses. Yeah, those yeah. like bicep. Those glasses. RT glam guy from LA who does a lot of like movies. Yeah, he, he's probably he's bi. been with dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another song that was darker, uh, which I liked it. This actually did have a darker sound to me, and this is probably as dark as their sound went. Called Destroyer. Yeah. Um, this song was very like LCD uh sound system to me. Yeah. I think the lyric was something like, "I don't break hearts, I destroy them." Yes. Yeah. yeah. That came is off. Is this that's an earlier the song? 2016. That was off uh, the yeah the same television. Song. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. really surprising because this song this song is like completely you know um uh in the other direction of yeah. the music they usually make. So it's just kind of cool to like. Does AJ write these songs? Or they kind of write them as a band. I don't know, actually. It's a good question. I don't um, really see anything particular on that. But yeah, so sort of like seeing uh, a darker side here, and um, and I really like that. Uh, so okay, this is funny. So then the darkness was wiped away, and they actually acknowledged that in the voiceover. Like, can we bring this back to a lighter, happier? Yeah, place? yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you know they sure did. <laughs> that was their darkness, and then so they brought it to, uh, well. Actually, here's the thing. This set list, I don't know that this is right because it has to. I, I'm going to say the set list is wrong. I Why? believe the next song they came was Puzzle Pieces. That's I what I thought I they have did here. that one. Maybe this one. I think they it. did Puzzle Pieces right after. I, I wouldn't have written I think it this you're, way. I think you're right. I yeah, think, I think, this, these songs I think are this one just has these two flipped. Yeah, yeah I think it does. So. Puzzle Pieces. Again, this is a lighter song. He was in a pirate yeah, costume now. Yeah, he came out in that. And so what's interesting about this is this is the only one that they played off their. 2013 Voyeur, their debut album, is the only song that they played on it, which is fair because it's the best song on it. Don't get me wrong, but in the bathroom afterwards, I heard people being like, "They didn't play 1917, and they didn't play." Um, God, what was that other one? 
anyway they were like listing songs that all came off that first album like yeah that is kind of weird why like those are still good songs it's a solid album why just like throw those away completely and maybe it's a case of like listen we got later stuff that we want to focus on now uh uh a lighter song with lyrics that are a bit dark Mm. it's like a gun goes off deep inside me uh, I can hardly move. I can hardly breathe. Which it is a love song, but it is like almost like a sort of violent take. Yeah, it's like a love, purity ring style love song. <laughs> where you're just feeling like so overwhelmed that it almost feels aggressive. Um, I still see all the lines of surgery remnants where you cut away, left your flaws behind, Damn. puzzle pieces that don't fit together. But you wouldn't. You're this, just this a junkie up, craving more plastic fists. I was I, like, I felt like I was hearing dark lyrics yeah. in this. It sure was. It was so, that's funny. I wonder yeah. if that was intentional. Where they were like, let's take it away from the dark place. Let's play this happy song that does this like, that horrible That is still kind of dark, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, again, did you guys do like, that on purpose? Because you know if you did that on purpose, it was really do, clever. Do you know, oh, I think everything that they did is, impro- like I said, I don't think a second of that show was like, improv or, or not specifically rehearsed he very much takes me as bo burnham you know where like they they might have the uh you know facade of, of things like randomly happening and they're reacting to it but really everything is very meticulously done and planned out but again so what you were saying with that song do you know the band purity ring yes fine shrine like you know that song by them? No. that one it just reminds me of that where it's like it's a love song but like that one's got something about like cracking my ribs open and bring them around you like damn that's like a a real dark way of saying that you really, really love someone. And it's kind of like the same thing with this song. Oh, sometimes it feels that way. You, know, you listen, listen to that one. I think you, you get what I'm talking about. But you guys, like in terms of this song, did you hear what I just said? I still see all the lines of surgery remnants where you cut away. And yet, let me tell you this. This song, damn near, if we had the room, we could have started like a conga oh, line. Yeah. Like a hot, hot, hot Buster Poindexter yeah. conga line. It's that kind of song. It's like dun 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 like with a tropical beat. It sounds like something that would be played on a fucking cruise ship, but they're talking about like love, being in love so much or infatuated that you're like being torn apart. I love it. I love when people do this. I love when they take these beautiful songs. That's two shows in a row songs. that we talked about where, where it's kind of like that. And then you listen to the lyrics like, what the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> uh, that was great. Okay, so guys, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. There yeah, was that. Definitely. And then there was a cover. It's a Maxine Nightingale song. She was a, a singer from the 70s, I believe. The song right back where we started. Um, that's like one of the ones where the second somebody plays it, you're like, oh, I do know this song, but I didn't know what it what it was when they started. But when you it. hear it, you know. Yeah, it. I knew it the second, and it's like a it's a fitting song for them to cover. You know, it, this wasn't like I appreciate a cover that really comes out of nowhere. This felt like, oh yeah, okay, of course you guys like that's a perfectly sensible song for you guys to cover. You know. That's funny because I have the same note. I was like, honestly, this is a perfect choice for yeah, them. I actually yeah. literally wrote that down. Much like I'm the like values. Taking doing notes up. the whole fucking time. Yeah. Thing, doing I think you're alone now. Yeah, we love that. you, values. We can't stop talking about Yeah, you. Yeah, be our friends. But, uh, <laughs> it's, I, but it's not like, you know, what I talked about when I got to see Bronze Raider return and they played a fucking Ratatat song. You know what I mean? I live for moments that like that. That was unexpected like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, or um, Way Down Wanderers. What song do they do? Is it Mike Snow song? Animals. That was yeah, very that unexpected. Was just like, yeah, that, I live for that. Remember when, when I said, I was like, is this like Mike Snow? Yeah, I yeah, I looked yeah. at you. 
and, and I'm like, like, I didn't believe it at first. I still like, I'm still, I still remember that moment. But oh, that band, is... Wild Adriatic, they'll do uh, an MGMT song. You know what I mean? It's like I love stuff like that, where yeah. it's like not quite. That to me makes a little bit more sense. But Way Down Wanderers doing, doing White yeah, Snow. This folksy. Yeah. This is why we're friends because we were like literally the only two people in the crowd. Oh, yeah. That were like, what? Oh wow, interesting. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that was a great one, and then we had Move. Uh, this is one of your favorites. This is my favorite song. This is your favorite no, song no. of theirs. As much as my type is, is it fucking earworm? Move is still my favorite one. I think partially, um, I listen to it in gym a lot because it's just got a really good, almost dancey beat to it, and it just kind of keeps me, me upbeat and like, you know, uh, energized. So yeah, this one has always stood out and has been one of my favorites. And this is also a very good example of AJ's uh, ability and willingness to engage the crowd. Not that he wasn't doing it before, like with Sweet Talk, he had to sing in that like da 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 da, which you heard at the top of this mm. episode. Uh, but again, he had us. He's like, when I, you know, when I point at you, say move, and he got us like saying it real fast. Like he would pull his hand away, move. How fast can you like react yeah. to my visual commands? And it just kind of got us pumped, and like because everyone knew that oh, they're gonna play this song. It's one of their more well-known songs, and got people really pumped up and stuff. He's so so good about making the crowd feel involved mm-hmm. included a part of things in the way that like matt and kim are really good mm. at it uh i would love to see these two bands on tour together but i feel like there would be so fun. much competition because yeah. they're both so good it's yeah. almost like it's almost like one band has to be bigger than the other and i feel like they're like pretty much on the same maybe matt and kim's a little, a little bit tough, bigger yeah. but but in terms of like they're a little bit bigger in terms of popularity and being known but in terms of ability and crowd engagement i mean really Matt and Kim Matt just have a, lot, a they have a little bit more money. Well, Matt Kim gets a lot wilder. Wilder. Yeah, Matt and Kim so, is more frat party, and these guys are more like, I don't know. Let's be healthy, safe. Yeah, healthy mixer. <laughs> a healthy mixer. Yeah, 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 yeah. there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, they particularly com- robust barbecue. But it would be neat to see them play on the same bill yeah. because they really do both have. And then Starfucker. Just be, like, oh my god! Just yeah. call it like the crowd engagement tour. Yeah. Just like the bands of are Montreal. Like, really, and of Montreal. <laughs> yeah, just like the bands. Oh, that are Andy like, Frasco in the UN. They're wild. They're that's like Matt and Kim level level wild. And if we could bring up like Lasavi Fab, just like those bands, just yeah. like crazy bands that just get people just party for seven hours. Yeah, it's like a rave, but it's raw, it's, it's indie bands. bands. Yeah, yeah, it's called the Brave. The Brave, yeah. Hey, when I so, have some money. As much as I love this song, I have to say it was about this point where I realized they did a clap along, probably for every single song, and I got kind of tired of it. Oh, I didn't notice. You didn't notice? I swear to God, if it wasn't every song, it was every other song. Really? It was a cl- crowd clapping along. It was them on stage doing it. But I'm you like, know what? They're trying. Listen, I it's like, like it. I get it, but it's like it's more fun if this happens. Like two or three times in the night, not every fucking song. Because then I'm standing there awkwardly. It's like I don't really want to clap anymore. We've been doing this all night, and everybody around me is doing it. And then I'm like, all right, I'll clap along a little bit because now everybody's looking at me. Like, why aren't you the one guy? Oh, even though nobody's looking at me, but I'm in my own head because I'm paranoid. It's it's like I don't know. I'm getting peer pressure into clapping when I don't want to. Send them my thoughts that time. Slide into their DMs and tell them that. Be like, I really love the show. Less. Uh, but point of personal privilege, yeah. <laughs> uh, please do not peer pressure people into synchronized Very crowd triggering. actions. Uh, uh, I, I can't be in agreement on that. I'm fine with it. I'll do it if I feel like it and I don't if I don't want to um, and I don't feel bad. But anyway, yeah, the song I love, it has that funk, that sort of 
funk rock sound that uh, State Motel employs from time to time that I absolutely love and really like pushes the brass to the front and center. Well, you know, technically a sax is a woodwind, but fuck it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? An instrument made of you fucking metal. You know what metal. we mean. You know what I mean? A f- instrument made of fucking metal that you'll find in a fucking... Uh, I wish they had a trombone player too. I don't know. That would be neat. Um, but yeah, they push that to the front and center and there's that little funky bass line. Like, I love it a lot. Um, at this point, I've totally uh, lost track of the costume changes. I think he was an astronaut now. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he crowd surfed. I'm not kidding you. There was this blow up raft that came out that was done up like a spaceship. And he was dressed as an astronaut. And he got into the raft and maybe crowd surfed for like three minutes. Yeah. And like and that was it. That, that, that raft that was, raft was made for yeah. like three minutes of showtime and then yeah. it was done. I just like it was kind of neat. And this goes into the whole showmanship thing that they were doing and they were playing along with a narrator and stuff like that. But it just felt really superfluous. So I don't know. It I was fun. It. I liked it well enough. But like, I don't know. I've seen Starfucker do it and it was cooler because it was like while they were playing music. Oh, you know that was I mean? a thing. That and was they were in like a no blow up Phoenix playing. too. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. dude, nobody was playing. He just did it, and there was like static and some like skit basically that he did, which is fine. It was it was okay, but I don't really need that. And especially maybe, and again, maybe it's because I've seen Starfucker do it twice, and it was a lot more fun because they're on a fucking blow up flamingo while performing the while song, performing which stuff, is hard. You know? Yeah, I feel like Saint Motel is just plays a little bit more safe. Sure, and, right, uh, right, right. And you know, I gotta be honest with you, like. This is totally a subjective comment, so, you know, take it for what it's worth. But the people that I know that are uh, filmmakers tend to be sort of uh, maybe like control freaks to a certain degree. And so I can't see a filmmaker taking like a huge risk in terms of trying to perform a song while he's trying to balance on a raft where somebody that's crazy, like yeah. the lead singer of Starfucker, or someone like Peaches or whatever, Courtney Love, would just be like, fuck it, I'm doing this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can feel that sense of, with AJ's work, for as, as fun as it is and playful, that there is a certain sense of control Very to it. Very meticulous. Meticulous yeah. to where it's like, we will not fuck this up. Yeah. You know, I can imagine that he might be a bit of a taskmaster. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if someone told me he was, it wouldn't surprise me that he's very much like, like this is how we're doing this and whatever, and that he's not going to fuck around with trying to perform a song on a raft, which you know means that he doesn't fall off the raft. But then, like you, to your point, it's also yeah, less exciting it, because it the risk, the risk know? level isn't yeah. there. The risk level of performing the song while you're on the raft ups the ante. Yeah. So I agree with that. Uh, so they did that. Uh, Save me. That was a ballad, right? Mm, nice that's song. also off the new EP. That's a the pretty next song. Two are. I don't have much to say about it. Mm. Uh, I was just kind of in the moment at this point, and also I was in heels, and it was starting to hurt. Yeah. Don't don't wear heels to concerts. Yeah. Don't do it. They. Uh, it was good. It was a good little change of pace, I guess. But you know, I don't know. I'm somebody that, and maybe it's because I like raving too. I'm somebody that enjoys like if it's uh, like a Matt and Kim show where it's an hour of just up the entire time and like everybody's going. So yeah, I, I get yeah, trying I guess to bring Matt it down a little bit. Yeah, I guess Matt didn't play their big ballad until their encore, right? With yeah, happy if I, happy I think if so. You're happy? That was the yeah, encore. Yeah, pretty sure yeah, it was the encore. Now granted, they were doing a whole album. That's fine. So they had yeah. like a ballad in it, but I don't know. I'm not, even that one, they still got the crowd like going nuts for it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not somebody that necessarily needs you to slow things down for a couple songs. Yeah, you know? but whatever, for whatever reason they chose to do that, I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind taking a little break. Um, 
that's where I was at. Uh, old Soul. Also so this is, easy. again, you know, playing on words like we had with Four Elise. Old Soul in, ter- in terms of type of music. Old Soul in terms of a type of person. Again, a very cute play on words. I like this stuff. Mm. Uh, it's a nice ballad. Maybe it wasn't my favorite, but it was It was, it was solid. solid. We'll see how it fits in with, like, uh, the other two EPs and, like, whether... It- there's some kind of through line to all of them. I'm kind of curious about that. Same thing with the Cold War Kids stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll fit better when the other EP comes out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's in a Newsies outfit at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does a Suffin Stevens uh, cover, Chicago. Yeah, I thought that was cool, wow. actually. Yeah. Um, now, does it is it still a cover that I'm looking at? It's like that like totally shocked me that this band would do it. Not really, but I still didn't expect that. Vocally, he really killed Kill, it. On oh this yeah, song. Uh, absolutely. He really yeah. did. Sucking yeah. seasons, uh, Stevens. If you don't, know, he's like more of like a softer, like folks, uh, yeah. folksy yeah. rock type singer, uh, indie folk, I guess. And AJ really, really like pulled yeah. this off. I really like this song, and I like it's a more a, a more fun version of it. Yeah, you know, a it's little not bit as um, upbeat. It's very Saint Motel. Yeah, what's the, it's, it's not as reserved like what yeah, Sophie and Stevens would usually reserved. do. So they definitely they they made it their own. You know what I mean? It came it's out. Like, they had the song come out of its shell. Yeah, it's like right back where we started. They didn't have to make that their own. You know what I mean? And I guess that's kind of what I meant yeah. before, where it's like a a band that does a cover that you don't expect. Part of the reason you don't expect it is because then they have to make, make it, their it their own. own. You know, um, I'd say Way Down more... Wonders had to make it yeah. their own because like they're doing it on a totally different genre of, of what that song is. So right. they made this a bit, but it wasn't like a totally different genre or something like that. But uh, overall, well done. Um, so on here, uh, it says to my enemies, but I don't recall that song being played. I don't think that's right. Yeah. I, don't think uh, I, I recall the next song being, if it was, sorry fans, if we missed it, you can write into us, a high decibels podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. At high decibels pod on our social. More. <laughs> you can get in touch with us if we're wrong, but I don't believe that song was played. I believe the next song was Born Again. Yes. Born like Again was this sure. sort of like shouty sing along type song, just like a very Saint Motel, very interactive, very really uplifting song. He really held that note when he was just like, yeah, yeah. You know, just like that. No big deal. <laughs> uh, that was really cool. What he did, I mean. I think that's enough singing for me from the day. We've heard my Shirley Bassey. <laughs> We've heard my uh, my diaphragm in action. And uh, that's all. We really need to hear it from me uh, vocally. And then, okay, so there was, okay, so uh, then it was like, okay, the show's over, but it's really not. You just have to cheer for them because it's encore time. There's some sort of, like, college story. It was, like, but with, like, the lighting effects, it would show, like, uh, like a pad, a notepad, and then, like, a pencil, and then, like, some a locker. Did, and yeah. I thought it was high school, but then they were talking about the, co- you know, basement of, like, the college uh, whatever. Yeah, that they had to go record. Red- they had to sneak out of a class to go record. And I don't know if this is In the is basement of the college. What are those places uh, called the, the, where the activities are? Is it called a rec center in college? Or what do they call it? Where you went to college? The place where all the activities are. You know, that building. Didn't you have one? Student Union. Yes. Okay. It was like it was like the ba- yeah. yeah. It was like the basement of like a student union yeah. building or something. That they like had to that. go record in. This was again kind of superfluous to me. I don't know if this meant if this was them. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think this was them going like this is part of our story. You know what I mean? This is what it used to be like for us. Was Maybe it was. Did they meet in college? I don't. Maybe. 
didn't really see anything. Well, when did Butch Group come usually got together with Jackson Sharp were attending film school. So, okay, maybe. Yeah, because they did drag them out of film classes. So maybe they're going. And I don't know if this, this is, is true or not. Story? Maybe this is them going. This is part of our story. Well, is Butch one of the um, earlier songs? Yes. So there Off you go. Four play. Maybe EP, this like is one the of deal. The really early ones. Yeah, maybe this is the deal. Like this is one of the first songs that they were rehearsing. So guys, this might have been like a personal anecdote. We just didn't quite pick up on it. You have to be a super fan to know. But anyway, so with these all these LCD screens, um, you see. Um, uh, you know, like various images that are sort of reminiscent of, you know, school, so to speak. And then, of course, this ladder, which was sort of like, you know, a visual representation of climbing down the ladder into this like basement space or whatever in this student union, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I guess they, they wanted to tell that story in a, in a visual way for whatever reason, which great. Um, uh, we had another costume change. Beyonce has nothing on this man. It was like a yeah. Western-looking <laughs> jacket embroidered with like Western things, like a cactus. Yeah, um, something like that. And uh, yeah, so then they did. Um, so they did Butch. They played that song, which I don't remember much about the song because again, I was at the point where I'm like, I can't stand. And yeah. and then this girl like p- pushed past me and spilled beer on me, and I was just like, Ugh. yeah. I guess we kind of like skipping through since since we're sort of towards the end here we got to say like for the most part the crowd was good but there were some like the maybe they just stood out but the rude people were very rude this yeah time. yeah there weren't some, very many but the ones that were rude were like yeah like this pushy this, this chick that would just barrel right the fuck past you like didn't even turn around and like tap you or, or look at you yeah. as she barreled past you this chick was, I, was like, I don't like, give a fuck that you're five two yeah i'm gonna be as, i'm just gonna be rude and not apologize and just go through like tap yeah. me tap me on the shoulder Flashing beer. Yeah, just pushing yeah. her way through. There was a guy in front of me that was like so aggressively hammered. dancing. Yeah. Um, so hammered. But yeah, so I, I, at this point, I was just kind of like, I, I can't say my, my attention was um, 100% focused because there was sort of these like crowd distractions going on. But I mean, it wasn't a bad song. Um, so Butch and, uh, you know, and then like another one of these uh, musical interludes. I really like these musical interludes. They just play this like sweeping orchestral music that, again, is like very old Hollywood. And right, sort of right, right, right. In, in, Fits uh, the theme that they're theme going of for. The, they're going for. You know, maybe like maybe that whole thing with uh, the, you know, going back to the like the whole like sneaking out of class or whatever in college was either like, oh, well, this fits because this happened in film school or it's like, I don't know, it is kind of cinematic, I guess. Yeah, you sure. Know, like something yeah. you might say out of a movie. Some, Maybe that's some, what they're yeah. going for. And then they played uh, Van Horn. Uh, again, this isn't a song that particularly stands out with me, but it would say they had a great jam at yeah. the end of this one. And yeah, that sax well player that. really fucking slaps. Yeah. Trumpet player's good, but that sax player, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy he shit, really is he got good. to got to show off on that one. This again is He's the last. He's up there with that tradici- uh, excuse me, with that Kishibashi sax player. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Mm, this, tough. Tough. Really, really yeah, good. Tough. I mean, they're playing different saxes, yeah. but it wasn't like the Kishibashi guy playing Barry and this guy was playing yeah, the was tenor, playing the, right? Yeah, I think so. I um, you're right. I, I but this one was also off that, uh, the last one. So they played all five songs off that new EP, which again makes sense because that's what they're touring on. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's like of all of those, it's not the best one off the EP. So as far as I'm concerned, at least. Yeah, um, for me, really, the, the part that stood out was the, was the musical, uh, the jam at the end. Yeah. Of that song. Yeah. And then, of course... To close out the show. Which you had to know they would. My type. If you guys know Saint Motel, you've heard this yes, song a million yeah. times again. This song very well may have been used in commercials. It's very it commercial so worthy. Well. Yeah, so many times. It's just, you guys, it's just it's such a such a fun song. I love it so much. It's just like starts out with this great, like funky, like 
sax introduction. You know what? I guess uh, what's funny is, and it kind of occurred to me when we played that song, there's a lot of songs where they would straight up be like, you know, hey, you guys like know the melody to this, sing along to it. So like what they do really well is they come up with all these melodies and riffs and stuff that like that. That are easy to sing along to. Yeah, that you're just, Ghost kind of does the same thing where it's like you're walking up the stairs out of the subway and that song comes on and you're humming to yourself. Da, 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 oh, absolutely. Da, da, and like not caring that somebody's looking at you as you're walking down. Like, why is this guy singing like nonsense words? Very you know? catchy riffs. Absolutely. And so this one was a lot of fun. Uh, he uh, did this fun thing where he kind of just showed up in random spots of the venue. So at one point he was in the back yeah. and they had to find him. And they did have a spotlight on him. You just had to kind of no, see yeah. him. And then, and then <coughs> excuse me. there was also somebody in a T-Rex costume chasing him around at Yeah, some there point. was someone like, in the, the dinosaur. You know, yeah. you guys know the type, the blow-up costume yeah, with the wiggle butt. See. And then he was like up uh, in the balcony on one side and then up in the balcony on another side. Just like, and the people in the balcony, of course, are just like, please just punch, you know, because they never thought they were going to get this close to like the show. And here's the lead singer like right next to them, which was really neat. So, again, really great crowd engagement. That's always appreciated, you know, just kind of moving around from spot to spot. And uh, yeah, so listen, people really got in the song. People were jumping the whole floor. Sure, yeah, the whole thing, yeah. Uh, Of course, I I was uh, taking a a sound clip of this because I absolutely knew that we needed to close out our show with this and I'm naming it and this old guy next to me has no idea what I'm fucking doing he's like come on dance forget about that and I'm yeah, like yeah you don't know I'm like you if you find us you're gonna appreciate what I'm doing right now yeah because this is gonna be like one of you know what I'm saying this is gonna be like one, one, one of the best ways to sort of recall what this show was because we wrote down every fucking thing that happened in yeah. it practically uh, so you're welcome sir but all I said was it was like I'm recapping it later part of my job <laughs> and left it at that and he's like oh okay really really good time uh with this final song i love it i love it to bits and you guys are like just if you do anything after listening to this pull up my type uh, uh on spotify watch the video actually yeah, pull it's it up on video. youtube it it's that, a yeah. really fun music video it's just very creative very stylized uh, love it and the lyrics are funny it's like i think you're just my type you have a pulse in your breathing yeah it's like a kind of ironic there with it which i appreciate you know yeah so um yeah so that was my overall impression uh i would say and oh and then at the end they, they threw out a bouquet of flowers because uh it was just it was, about uh, valentine's day at that point um minutes away <laughs> yeah and uh, ended up getting a piece of that but of course it was like the part with no flower head on it and it's womp, broken womp. Oh, it's right over there. Yeah. Uh, just like a broken stem. She's going to cherish it forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is like, you know, uh, a perfect reflection. This this makes sense that this is what I got. Uh, so I wasn't mad because that's reality. Yeah, so I would say overall, see this band. Uh, do not wear heels. Don't no. do it. Wear sneakers. Um, I would say, you know, this is honestly... Okay, we're kind of in the front because we're covering it, but this is so much fun to dance to, and because AJ does kind of move around and stuff, you don't need to be in the front for this. No. I would recommend no. being in the back where you can dance. Get some space. You can really fucking move your booty yeah. to this Yeah, and this is very music. much also like a show that you can just bring anybody. They'll still have fun with it no, even yeah. if they don't know the band. Nobody would yeah. not have a good time yeah. unless you're like, unless, unless they're like over like a curmudgeon. Curmudgeon like, and, yeah. and, and really uh, cynical and you only like dark things yeah. and you would hate this. But uh, if you have like a spark of life in your soul at all, 
uh, and are a total nihilist, like you would enjoy this show. I, I would say, you know, you don't need to be up front. It's either be in the front row or be in the back, but there's no point being anywhere in between. Oh, and uh, okay, so then leaving, uh, I will say, you know, the co-check situation, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe this is the, the, the best that they could do. Uh, they don't want to extend the coat check line into the main um, sort of bar space, but they have you go up the stairs just to go down the stairs. It's kind of a nightmare. I'm not going to lie. But then again, at this point, my feet hurt so bad that I was like, literally, I took my shoes off and hopefully I don't have any infections. I think I'm okay. I had stockings on because uh, I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. I should have sent you into the line, but no. I had no, I was in the bathroom. I had no idea what I was in for. And at a certain point, I was like, well... I'm here now, so this is what it is. Uh, yeah. So, any uh, any final thoughts on uh, on Saint Motel? Worth uh, worth seeing, even <laughs> if you don't know them that well. Definitely worth seeing. And I also got my photo taken with some random people and that aforementioned bomb he slabs sax player. That's true. Yeah. Put that up on our Instagram. Yeah, I should do that. Uh, okay. So yeah, I had a great time. Um, anything else to add? Twitter question. Multiple costume changes. AJ Jackson or Beyonce? Who did it better? Hashtag Bayhive. Beehive? Bayhive. Beehive. I don't know. I don't know if I actually hashtag them. It's a real risk. I'm do- I want to do it. <laughs> I think we should do it. Yeah. We'll get fucking canceled right away. Let's see what happens. I'm Listen. Down. Screw it. AJ Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Who did- we're going to say yeah, I'm going to a- throw my hat in for AJ. Yeah. Because he'll get in a raft and crowd surf. I don't think Beyonce would do that. No. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and subscribe, follow, rate, and review. It would be great to see you guys on there. Uh, we get a couple rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We start seeing some stats, so we really, really appreciate that. And please share us with uh, any friends that you know might be interested, any family members that you think might like this. Uh, corner strangers at the bar and tell them you should listen to this. Steal people's phones and have them follow our Instagram and then return them secretly. Whatever you got to do. Do some guerrilla marketing for us. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. We'll close this out on My Type by St. Motel. This has been another episode of High Decibels Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs> I'm not going to